This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Thanks for staying with us as we head into our last segment. Uh, I just want to point out one more time, if you heard anything about the Restored Vows, the porn recovery series for couples that Tonya and I helped make with Covenant Eyes, you can visit the website start.covenanteyes.com slash restored-vows, or even easier, text the word VOWS, V-O-W-S, to 66866. So VOWS to 66866. And I just want to encourage you, like, as soon as you sign up, you'll start receiving the videos. Even if you're not sure you want to go through it completely, just preview the content and let the Holy Spirit lead. Thank you for doing that, Brandon. That that you and Tonya um, are certainly special to to share a, a real big part of your life. It wasn't an easy decision, but I will tell you that in working and continuing to work with Covenant Eyes, or excuse me, well, and Covenant Eyes, but Retrovite and seeing the hurting couples that come through, we just couldn't not do it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we are heading into our final segment, and this is going to be a great one. Lots of energy, and he's even going to be coming to the area, which we'll get a little more into. We've got Deacon Harold Burke Sivers on the line talking about the pursuit of happiness, finding true joy. And I think we'll talk about the distinction between happiness and joy. Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, thanks for being on with us this morning. Thank you. It's great to be with you. We are excited to have you, and maybe we should begin there. Uh, there's, there's two parts here, the pursuit of happiness and finding true joy in the Catholic faith. Can you talk about the difference between happiness and joy? Well, if I do that, then people won't show up to the mission. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can, you, uh, can you just give us a, a little, like, preview then? <laughs> yeah. So the, the problem is, I think, is that too many people... Well, first of all, back with the whole coronavirus thing, I don't think anybody's happy or joyful. <laughs> uh, so I think we, we really need, during this time, to restore a sense of joy in our life. And and in making distinction, happiness is something that's exterior, whereas joy is something that's interior. So, for example, um, if you go to a restaurant, right, and you look forward to seeing your friends and you're having a great meal, that's a very happy experience. But that's exterior. I mean, the food and the camaraderie and all, that's great. But what we're really seeking is deep, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's, that is what gives you joy. But joy also comes out of struggle, pain, suffering. You know, um, for example, St. Teresa of Calcutta, when she was uh, about to be ordained a saint, the, you know, there, there was a, the, it came out about her letters she was writing to her spiritual director about her spiritual darkness and feeling being uh, abandoned by God. But what we don't realize is that she's allowed to experience those things so that she could uh, suffer along those, uh, with those whom she served. Right? I mean, it was, it was like on the start, uh, the start of Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Of course God never forsook his son, but he was allowed to experience that feeling of abandonment in his human nature uh, in order that he could redeem it. Right? And so we're going to talk about the joy is actually in doing God's will that leads to a life of happiness. 
So you'll be coming to Fargo, North Dakota at St. Santa Joachim Church for a parish mission. Um, that's the 27th and 28th of this month and March 1st. Is that correct? Yeah. And so um, each night or uh, each each day of the, the mission, Deacon, um, is there, there's a specific subject matter? What You're going to come and try to um, evangelize the evangelized, or you're going to teach us something? Um, tell us a little bit about your visit. Yeah, so I'm doing a couple of things. I'm speaking at the parish, and I'm speaking at um, the Sacred Heart uh, Middle School. Uh, to middle schoolers, one day to the high schoolers uh, as well, um, on, on two different topics for, for that particular group. So I'm talking about the pursuit of happiness and the truth, freedom, and the human person. You know, because we're so confused about day about uh, to this day about what it means about to be male and female. We're not confused. The culture's confused about what it means to be male and female and, and how we find ourselves in God and what all that means. And, you know, we couldn't go to Mass for a year. Now, we're, okay, what does my relationship with God look like now? And, you know, but there's so many other religions out there. Why should I be Catholic? And I mean, all kinds of questions like that. So we're going to talk about that. We're, we're going to go into, you know, why, who is Jesus? Why should we have a relationship with Him? And, and why that relationship is pivotal to not only who we are as human beings made the image and likeness of God, but also it's so important to becoming the person who God created and calls each one of us to be. Now, I'm also going to talk about staying awake in the woke culture. Yeah. This whole thing about defunding and deplatforming and um, virtue signaling and, you know, being woke and all this garbage. Um, you know, we're going to talk about how you stay awake when the cultures try to get you to be woke. And then the last talk's going to be on the Catholic response to racism, building a civilization of love. And um, that's a book that I just wrote for Ignatius Press. Uh, and I'm going to base the talk on what I've written in that book. And I've been giving talks on this topic during uh, something I developed during COVID, wrote a book about it, and um, it really cut through um, all of the polemics of race and really get to the heart of how, and I believe with all my heart, the Catholic Church is the catalyst for solve, for helping to solve this problem. So I'm going to lay out exactly what racism is and what it isn't, um, and uh, also touch on touch on um, you know things like critical race theory, Black Lives Matter movement, how they are not helpful <laughs> in our um, in our journey to close the racial divide, and what we can do as Catholics. I'm talking about in the pew in the parish to really get our arms around this thing and and and, and fulfill Christ's desire that we all become one. Deacon, why do we get these things confused? You know, we talked about the human person, human sexuality. We talked about the difference between joy and happiness. And I think there's a complete misunderstanding of that in our culture. You know, CRT. Like, are we just being duped by all the messages of the culture? Like, why are we struggling so much with this? Well, the, the heart of all this is, is the devil. Is I mean, Jesus prayed in John, John's Gospel, they all be one. But uh, the Satan is the harbinger of division. <laughs> and, and how do you bring about that division? You, you cause confusion, strife, chaos. And so we see that, um, especially with the different and varied responses to the coronavirus. Uh, we even see within the Church, you have, you know, uh, very confusing things coming out of the Vatican. You have bishops against other bishops. and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just crazy right now. Uh, and the devil's taking advantage of that, stirring the pot. And when people take their eyes off of the cross, when they take their eyes off of Jesus, they get caught up 
and all these battles over, you know, should you get the shot, should you not get the shot, and do, and all these other things that have nothing to do with getting to heaven. They have nothing to do with Jesus Christ being the heart and the center of our life. And that's what I'm going to be focusing on during the mission. 22 months of confusion and different messaging and distractions. <clears throat> you know, the, the, the evil one is just having a heyday. What do we do as Catholics now that the world is opening up? Um, I'm sure that the fact that many of us couldn't go to Mass for such a long time to get back in the pews again, but we're even, as a Catholic faith, still getting lambasted. Um, what do we do as the average Catholic? How do we, how do we combat that? Well, the thing is, my, my, what I've been uh, touting is uh, devotion to the Eucharist again. I mean, a, what I call Eucharistic Renaissance. I mean, we need to get back to Jesus Christ being the heart and center of everything. For, for example, <clears throat> people have been coming back to Mass because they don't know why they were going in the first place. Mm-hmm. Remember the statistics that Bishop Barron even mentioned during his address to the U.S. Bishops' Conference a few years ago was that uh, 69% of Catholics didn't believe that Jesus Christ was present in the Eucharist. That was before COVID. And so, I mean, if that was before COVID, now it's even worse now. We can't, we can't even get people to come back because they don't know why they were going in the first place. Doesn't that just blow so your mind, need, Deacon? Doesn't doesn't a that? statistic like that just blow your mind that you could be yeah, Catholic and not believe in the presence of the Eucharist? I know. So it, 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 what does that show? That shows that don't, they did not have a, a real intimate relationship with Jesus. They were coming to punch the clock on Sunday. And that's not how you get to heaven. You can go to Mass every Sunday and go to hell. Just showing up and doing stuff that is not how you get to heaven. Uh, so I, I think we need this uh, Eucharistic grants. I'm talking Eucharistic processions, Eucharistic adoration uh, in every parish, at least one. I mean, if you can't do a perpetual, that's fine. You know, a lot of parishes have deacons. Have the deacon do it. When deacons, we're trained to do uh, adoration and benediction. Do it once, once a week or something like that. I have um, homilies where you're doing catechesis on the Eucharist. You know, get, I mean, we need to fall in love with Christ again. And I think making the Eucharist the heart and center of our life is the way we get back, start to get back to that. I love that. And I think we want to continue on that track as we get back from break. But we are going to head to a quick break. We are talking with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers about happiness, finding true joy, and ultimately how this leads back to needing a deeper devotion for the Eucharist. Stay with us on Real Presence Live. We'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. 
A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. Here on the Real Presence Radio Network, we are visiting with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers about a parish mission and some of the talks that he has coming up in the Fargo area. Before the break, we talked about a couple of the different talks, right? And the subject matter being the pursuit of happiness, finding true joy, you know, truth, freedom, and the human person. And I asked a question about why we got here, and Deacon started talking about devotion to the Eucharist and how he thinks that a lot of our problems would be solved if we have a Eucharistic renaissance, and I love that word. And Deacon, welcome back. Um, the question that I want to have building on this, or that I have building on this, is this. I don't know that we truly understand how good we have it as Catholics. And what I mean by that is, and what I'd like you to talk about is, I hear all kinds of reasons of people wanting to leave the church. You know, they're, they're not entertained. They're not getting anything out of Mass. It might be the sex abuse stuff. It might be the, the stuff coming out of the Vatican. Whatever it is. There's so many excuses and reasons why people are leaving but there's so many reasons to stay, and part of that is the, the Eucharistic devotion, but I also think part of that is, do we just not understand what we have in the Mass and what we have as Catholics? No, I, I, I think that's the heart of it. Uh, and, and the example I always like to give, you know, in answer to this question is, is Father Augustus Tolson. My, um, my fourth book is on... Um, the, the life of Father Tolton, and what lessons we can learn from his life. Now, here's a man who was the first black priest in the United States, uh, born in 1854, died in 1897, uh, born into slavery. In fact, on his baptismal certificate, it says Augustus John Tolton, property of Stephen Elliott. <laughs> on, his, on his baptismal wow. Catholic wow. baptismal certificate, he experienced tremendous as you can imagine, racism and, uh, and animosity and prejudice during that time. And, uh, but, but persevered with the help of uh, nuns who were willing to teach him when nobody else would, with the help of some really good priests who helped prepare him for seminary. And every seminary in the United States rejected him because he was black. The Vatican took him, trained to be a priest, sent him back to the United States, 
where he experienced even more racial animosity. So, so the question, why didn't he just leave? I mean, in the face of such bigotry and hatred, why did he just, I mean, nobody would have blamed him. But here's the thing. Father Tolton was able to discern what so many Catholics today who leave the Church don't really perceive or fully appreciate. That is what the Catholic Church actually teaches is true, good, and beautiful, despite the hypocrisy and the contradiction of Church members who don't actually live the faith that they profess. So, so for example, if, I'm, if I go, if, if um. Uh, all the stuff we've been hearing about police officers. I was a, a, a police officer for 23 years and a police chief for 11 years. Thank you for your service. And they say that uh, you, you, a police officer you see on the news pulls over a woman and and uh, for you know, give her a, a speeding ticket, but instead he sees how beautiful she is. He prop- propositions her to get out of the ticket. Now, obviously, you, we should be ang- justifiably angry and outraged at that. But will you stop then following the law because of what that officer did? Of course not. And that's the same with these people. I'm going to leave the church because of sex abuse. So you focus on the 2% of the priests instead of 98% of the priests who are actual spiritual fathers with us every day, leading their families in the parishes to heaven. See, so we have to shift our focus back to what Father Tolton. Focus on the teaching, not the people. What I see now more than I've ever seen before, Deacon, is a form of infighting within the Catholic Church, that, to me, is not very attractive. Why, why, are, we, why are we pulling at each other within the family? Well, it's just like you, you, I think you already said, it's just like any family. Families fight. <laughs> Sometimes there's discord in family, you know? Uh, and here's the thing. Jesus says, you know, um, do you think I come to bring peace? I came to bring a sword. And you know, he's, he's, what he means by that, he's not trying to deliberately bring division. What he's talking about, uh, he came to bring truth, he's talking about the sword of truth. So his teaching, those are going to divide people. When you have Catholics who don't understand why they're Catholic, when they don't believe the tenets of the faith, when they don't go to Mass, when they don't pray, and yet they expect to go to heaven. you got another thing coming. Yeah. That's not how it works. Being a good person is not the criteria to get to heaven. An atheist can be a good person. <laughs> That's not it. We have to understand that Jesus is seeking deep, intimate, personal relationship, that he wanted that relationship so much that he came. And the Word, in the prologue of John's Gospel, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, because he wanted to love us with his own heart and touch us with his own hands. He wanted to, to, to give a lived example of what it means to be in love with God, and we've forgotten that we need to get ourselves back on track. Well, and he says, Jesus says himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. You know, we have a a few minutes left here, Deacon, so I want to make sure we get a a good plug-in for the parish mission coming up at St. San and Joachim Church in Fargo, February 27th through the 28th and March 1st. Can you talk a little bit, preview those, and why people should come out? Well, I think people should come out, first and foremost, um, again, we're, we're an incarnational church. You know, the Word became flesh, so we need to be with each other. We've been apart from each other too long with the masking and the distancing. You know, I'm sick of it. I, I, what do they call it? Um, Ditto. Uh, uh, COVID, I forget the name of it, where you just, you just you're tired of this. And you just want to... COVID fatigue. Back. We need to come back together. Huh? Was it? COVID fatigue. Yeah, that's it. COVID fatigue. We need to, we need to come back together as the body of Christ. And I can't think of a better way 
than to come together to learn how we can really find joy and happiness again in, in this culture where there's not so much joy and happiness. Look at the, you know, I, I'm in Oregon. We paid four, we pay four dollars for gas now. You know, and, and, and a year ago we were paying two dollars for gas. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, there's so much to be anxious about. So many people that stayed in their houses free, they're living in fear. They're wearing masks when they're driving the car by themselves. We can't, that's not living. That's existing. That's not living. Christ wants us to live. So I think coming to the mission is going to restore, uh, help to restore our sense of relationship with Christ and help restore our confidence and give us the courage to be able to stand up to this culture that's trying to literally kill the life of God in us. This is going to be a wonderful mission, of course, but it's, it's a good lead into Lent, actually. Ash Wednesday is the 2nd of March, the day after. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. I'm leaving on, on Ash Wednesday. So uh, I think what a great way to start off Lent is about thinking of things that have eternal consequences, right? That, that you know, uh, how we can conform our lives in such a way that we are actually... Yeah, we might have uh, lost him. But uh, just a reminder that uh, the parish mission is at St. San and Joachim in Fargo, February 27th through the 28th and March 1st. We <clears throat> thank you so much to Deacon Harold Berg-Sivers for being on with us this morning. I mean, these are just fantastic points, and I love how it all goes back, right, to mm-hmm. the source and the summit of the faith, the Eucharist. And when you've got 69% of Catholics who don't believe in the Eucharist, or the real presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, he got a problem. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, thanks again to Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers. We are coming to the end of the show here, but uh, we have the delightful opportunity to welcome in our board operator this morning, Therese, to tell us what's coming up on tomorrow morning's Real Presence Live. Therese? Yeah, thank you. So, on the next Real Presence Live, that's Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Nathan Sather and Heather Carroll are your hosts coming to you live from the Fargo studio. They'll chat with Diane Huck about how you can be a part of the pro-life group in your area. And are you hungering for holiness? Father Peter Andrew from the Diocese of Fargo will talk about an opportunity for you to grow in your faith. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thanks, Trez. Well, John, we have a couple minutes here. Um, oh, Deacon is on the line. Uh, Deacon, any, any last thoughts that you wanted to uh, share with us? We got disconnected there. Yeah, I didn't know where we got cut off. I just kept talking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we were just... Uh, we were we Talking were, about Lent. Yeah, Lent up to preparing Lent. for Lent. Yeah, I, I think the mission is a, a wonderful way to prepare ourselves for Lent. You know, thinking about things that have eternal consequences, thinking about deepening our intimacy with Christ, thinking about how I could be a, a better husband and father, and you know, <laughs> and mother, and uh, all those things. Amen. You know, thinking uh, of things that are at a deeper level. I think, I think the, the mission is a way to help prepare us for that for this wonderful season. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much for being on with us this morning. We really appreciate it, Deacon. Yes, thank you so much for having me. And hopefully I'll see you guys uh, in Fargo in a few weeks. Yes, God bless you. All right, uh, we do have a couple minutes here to, uh, to wrap up, John. I love, we love doing this, right? Just takeaways from the show yeah. today. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it was such a wide variety, yet, again, you can tie most everything together. Um, I really am looking forward to tonight's 
banquet and yeah. I'm looking forward to the mission. There's we, Deacon is so on fire, you know? Um, when we first got him on the phone, I was like, good morning, Deacon. Good morning. Yeah. And then just, you could feel the Holy Spirit growing him. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's all I got, buddy. That's all you got. <laughs> all got. I'm sitting here waiting for like a minute and a half. Like, okay, how am I going to get what I need to say yeah. in, in, in a 30 I'm seconds? That's um, my goal. So I, I'm going to take this back to just a personal level. Um, yeah. in, in talking about restored vows and uh, the great gift that it could be to couples, uh, you know, we had a great opportunity to be able to shoot this series and, and put it together. And I will tell you, like, a lot of prayer went into this. Uh, and, you know, it launches today, and we are very excited about it because um, because we know that there's going to be some couples that, that are going to be helped and um, or at least get the tools they need. And so I'm just very excited about this and want to encourage couples to check yeah. it out. Well, you, you bring to light a, a sensitive subject in Ria and... and talk about it openly. And I think that's important because you can't ignore it away, right? Right. Exactly. You know, and I think the other important takeaway that I have here is just talking about uh, the Eucharist. I just, I love how it all came back to the Eucharist with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. And, and I love his, his phrase, we need a Eucharistic Renaissance because we truly need to I mean, I do it too, right? I take for granted what we have in the Catholic faith and how many tools and how many opportunities we have mm-hmm. to learn more, to become solid in our faith. And so I think it's a great opportunity to reset, especially right before Lent. So thank you everyone for tuning into the show. If you are coming tonight, we'll hopefully see you at the banquet. Otherwise, stay tuned for much more great programming here on the Real Presence Radio Network. We'll see you next time. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.